0: No one's gonna tell me how I'm gonna boogie, come on, everybody boogie puppa tonight. No one's gonna tell me how I'm gonna boogie, come on, everybody boogie puppa tonight. No one's gonna tell me how to boogie, come on, everybody boogie puppa tonight. Let's go!
1: For joining us. It's Monday night. It's the Monday night edition of the Daily Boogie Podcast. Oh, thank you, UK Neil. Thank you for the hosting. Uh,
2: wow.
1: Let me start out again. I'm a little I'm a little off-center, don't worry. It's a back of house stuff we're taking care of here. Ladies and gentlemen, welcome to the Monday night edition of the Daily Boogie Podcast. It's an absolute pleasure to be with you once again. I hope we find you well. I hope you had a lovely weekend because I certainly did, and as always, so much to get through, so little time. Um, Coffee Talk with Sandra with the Diamond. Happy Monday. Happy Monday to you, Sandra. And congratulations on starting your show. Coffee Talk with Sandra. Did her debut broadcast, I think, Friday last week or thereabouts and followed it up again on Monday. So well done, Sandra, Free speech warrior. I'll see you in hell. Absolute pleasure. I hope we find you well. If you'd like to become a full-time supporter of the show, then please, by all means, head to patreon.com slash Become a subscriber by hitting that subscribe button on your preferred podcast player. And of course, if you'd like to tell me about your weekend, Major Tom. Thank you for the diamond. Follow Major Tom on DLive, by the way. DLive.tv slash... I think it's the big empty? Or is it... No, no it's DLive.tv slash Major Tom. With zeros for O's, because everything in your life is that difficult. Cloudy with a chance of diamonds. Are well, We're going to do it today. We are going to rock today. Like I said, so much. So much to get through. I keep having this problem where... There's a whole bunch of things that I just keep putting off, putting off, putting off that I'd like to get to. But then each day I keep adding more and more stuff. So let me just adjust my gain here a little bit. Ah, that's better. UK Neil with a diamond. Thank you, UK Neil, for the diamond. He says, no coofing zone. <laughs> I don't know if you saw the news uh over the last couple of days apparently people who are smokers they're now going to be using uh tobacco as a cure for coronavirus (laughs) (laughs) we will get back to a time when you could smoke in any room in airports in restaurants in hospitals remember that well i don't remember i wasn't around but in supermarkets we will get back there one day this this has been our plan all along see people have got the coronavirus thing all wrong It's not a conspiracy by the deep state. It's not a conspiracy by the fake news. It's not a conspiracy by the globalists. It's not a bioweapon by the Chinese. It's none of those things. (coughs) Thank you for the diamond, Gypsy. Where did you steal the diamond, Gypsy? It is actually a scheme by Big Tobacco to get us all smoking again because, like we've always suspected... Despite a few people dying of cancer from smoking tobacco, for the rest of them, it's more than safe. In fact, it'll protect you from viruses. So, well done. <laughs> I, I disavow all, all of my previous statements. So much to get through. Winning TV with a diamond. Thank you so much, sir. He says, win- he says, weekdays are no longer relevant under COVID. Well, there you go. Every day's a Saturday.
0: Thank you for coming.
3: Thank you for coming.
0: I'll see you in hell.
1: I remember smoking on planes. Yeah, I remember hearing somewhere when people were smoking on planes, people got less sick on planes because apparently the air system had to had to um, circulate the air and like refresh the air. So it was taking the air of the cabin out. And they had to run these air conditioning air filtration systems to push all the cigarette smoke out of the plane. But when they banned smoking on planes, the main reason that they did it was to save money on fuel, believe it or not. Save your money. Piper Ohio with the diamond. Light them up, Johnny. Smoke them if you got them. Thank you for the diamond, Piper Ohio. So they did it to save fuel because it costs a lot of fuel to run these filtration systems on the plane. Captain Hedgeman with the diamond. Boogie Monday. Boogie Monday, Tuesday and Wednesday. And maybe Friday as well. We'll
4: see. Ring the bell and
1: get, get your, your cheese, cheese man. man. Thank you for the gifted sub, Woodchip TV.
0: Snakes on a train.
1: WWF Trump, thank you for the diamond. Snakes on a train. No, Siggy's on a train, on a plane. So they would have to run these filtration systems in the plane uh, constantly, and that costs more fuel. So that's why they banned smoking on planes. But it actually kept people healthier the with the cigarette smoke. Ring the bell and get your drink. cheese, man. Thank you for the sub, WWF Trump. It kept Ring people healthier. Ring the bell and get your cheese, man. Thank you for the gifted sub, you can Explain subs, please. If you would like to become a supporter of the show, on DLive, you hit the subscribe button. You give me about three bucks per month to be a sub. You get a fancy little thing next to your name and you get to say that you're a better fan than the peasants. You're like the nobles in medieval time. You get to trot around on a horse and tell the peasants what to do.
0: Thank you for coming. I see you in hell.
1: So... People
4: were Ring actually healthier. Ring the bell and
1: get your cheese, man. <laughs> Thank you for the gifted sub, winning
4: TV. I'll get this out at some point. <laughs> Ring the bell and get your cheese, man. Thank you for the gifted sub. WW Trump.
1: So people were healthier because the filtration system was getting the dirty air out of the cab. Now all the air stays stagnant in the cab. It's Coffee talk with Sandra with a diamond says, "I'm a better fan." You are a better fan. If you become a sub to the channel, you're a better fan than everybody else. But don't tell the other fans that. I don't mean that. I'm just saying that for, you know, for the, for the laughs. I mean it. I'm not really meaning it. I, I think
5: I really do mean it. Don't tell them.
1: <laughs> Gypsy with a diamond. Fair did you steal the diamond, Gypsy? Who did you steal the diamond from, Gypsy? You may as well not complete sentences. I could run for president. <laughs> ah, ha, ha. hey. How about this guy over here? How oh, about How do you like that one, huh? What do you think of that one, huh? Huh? I tell you, that one fucking killed in Los Angeles when I tried that fucking gag the other day. Coffee talk with Sandra with the diamond. So now all the stagnant air stays in the cab of the airplane. This is a fucking great story. Winning TV. Sandra got a boogie shirt. Well, thank you to the people who have been buying shirts, by the way. Thank you so much. So much to get through. So little time. Holy shit! On- Woodchip TV dropping a Gini on us. Says, take that, my little Corona monsters. Now lemon up. JJ Stoner. Follow JJ Stoner. dlivetv slash JJ
0: Stoner. Welp, let's do it again.
1: <laughs> okay.
0: <laughs> Thank you, everyone, for joining us. <clears throat>
1: So I have all of this stuff in the archive. I keep trying to get to it, but then each day I add more to it. So the stuff in the archive, which was relevant like two, three weeks ago, in some cases over a month ago, is still sitting there. I'm hoping that I can get to a couple of pieces of it tonight, but I thought before the show, oh, I'll just add a couple of things. I'll just add a couple of things to the to tonight's rundown to make sure. And then I look and it's like I've got two and a half shows worth of stuff in the things that I added to tonight's rundown. So I'm completely stupid. completely moronic. And this show just gets worse and worse and
0: worse. WWF Trump, holy shit. Now
1: Dropping a guinea on us. Holy sheets. Thank you so much. This is Bullshits with the Diamond. Thank you so much. There is no show today. Just guinea's and diamonds. Bype high with the diamond scene. Make it rain. Making it rain. Thank you so much, ladies and gentlemen. Where shall we get started? Well, there's a lot of negativity around in the outside world. Not in here. In here is very positive. Very positive, very happy to be here. But outside, out there, where the quote-unquote normal people like to gather, like to talk, like to mingle in their little sewing circles, get in their little sewing circles with their little utterances, make their little comments about little things in life. Mm. Things are very, very different. Things very negative, so it takes, I think, a real leader to come to the fore, give everybody something positive to think about, something good to move forward Ring with, the something bell to and something get your to, cheese, man. Thank you for the gift of Subfield Chip TV, something to rally around, a message, anything. How do we find our way through these dark times? That man, of course, is Barack Obama, ladies and gentlemen. I don't know how many of you have seen this little clip that just came out. I think it came out today. Um, six months ago, 12 months ago, people were asking
4: Ring the bell who and get is your cheese, Barack man. Obama
1: going to endorse for the presidency. Woodchip TV, thank you for the gifted sub, sir. And I made the comment back then that he's not going to endorse anybody until there is a clear winner, which now there is with um, Joe Biden. Why? Because it would be stupid for Barack Obama to come out and select somebody who may not potentially win the nomination. Because there's a problem with the Democrat Party. And it's the same problem that happened with the Republican Party back in 2016. There's essentially like a civil war split. There's a fracture. You have Bernie people and then you have Biden people. You have the establishment and then you have the anti-establishment in the Democrats. Coffee Talk with Sandra with a Diamond says, Abomination makes me sick. Well, don't worry. This is going to be Fantastic. I try to avoid listening to him. His voice is annoying. No,
0: this is a positive message. You're going to want to hear this.
1: You're going to want to hear this, you disgusting racists. So he's not going to endorse anybody before it's obvious. Free Speech Warrior of the Diamond says, never have I been so happy to be a booger. Well, welcome to the club, sir. Welcome to the club. And remember, you're so much better than everybody else. You're not really. You really are just better than everyone. You're not really. You're not. (laughs) So now that Biden is in place, now that the nomination is clear, now you're going to see more of Barack Obama. He's going to come out. He's going to make these little videos. He's going to make his little speeches. Thank you for the gifted Subwood Chip TV. He's going to be more busy On the campaign trail than he was before, because why come out and endorse any particular candidate?
4: Ring the bell and get your cheese, man. The
1: gifted subs guys—they need him to unite. He is the only figure in Democrat politics of the last twenty years. Huge black eye to the black community. Ask Hubby Coffee Talk with Sandra. Oh, it gets better. He is even, even though I know most of you really don't like the guy, and that's fine. You don't have to. Um, I don't particularly like him, but that's beside the point. He's the only person on the Democrat side of the aisle who most of the Democrats like, right? Half of the Demo- most of most of the Democrats don't like Nancy Pelosi. Half of the Democrats don't like Bernie Sanders, right? There's all of these splits and all of these fractures on the Democrat side. So the one figure that they have that can unite everybody under the one banner is Barack Obama. <coughs> so he's going to be very, very busy on the campaign trail. More than previous presidents have been in previous elections. You didn't see George W. Bush that much. You didn't see Bill Clinton that much, even though Hillary was running, right? He could have done a lot more, to be honest with you, but he didn't do a huge amount of speeches and shit. Uh, you haven't seen these you know, previous presidents get as busy as I think you're going to see Barack Obama get, because he's the only one that they've got <laughs> that can get all of the Democrats mobilised. WWF Trump with the diamond, his message is just to black people? No, it's actually not. This message is about a different group in society, the young people, and we're going to explain why. Check this out.
6: Since I'm one of the old guys, I won't tell you what to do with this power that rests in your hands, but I'll leave you with three quick pieces of advice. First, don't be afraid. Since
1: I'm one of the old guys,
6: I'm
0: not going to tell you what to do with this power in your hands. We stand at a time when all of the old guys seem to be running all the shit.
1: Old white guys. And now I'm an old guy, too. But I'm only half white. So you can listen to me, young people. I'm young. Uh, I'm hip. I like baseball. Big White Sox fan. You know, if I didn't become president, I would have been an ESPN commentator. But don't listen. Listen here, white people. I mean, young people. (laughs) We're talking about the young people. Why are we talking about the young people? Here's the rub, right? Between 2016 and 2020, I was reading statistics on this show that around 10 million people, older people will die, which probably, it's a rough figure, right? It's not exactly 10 million. (laughs) It's not exactly 6 million. Monica with the diamond, thank you for joining us. The only way I can stand Obama is with a boogie chaser. So, so between 2016 and 2020, around 10 million older voters in the United States were going to die off, mainly Republicans, because as you know, older people tend to vote Republican. Uh, pardon me, around 6 million. Six, I've got that backwards. Exactly 6 million. Around 6 million older voters would die off, mainly Republicans, and they would be replaced by 10 million younger voters who were voting for the first time, mainly Democrats. By the time this gets to 2024, that's going to be even more pronounced, right? That rift is going to be bigger. Ben K. Veritas with a diamond. Looks like Biden sniffed the colour out of his hair. Yeah, the presidency will do that to someone, apparently. It'll age them. So by 2024, that difference is going to be a lot bigger. And in 2024, some more, you know, fun demographic stuff, uh, it's going to be the biggest, it's going to be the largest youth vote in presidential history, right, in presidential election history. And it's, they're going to have more um, young voters of a minority background than they've ever had before. Because that that demographic balance is constantly shifting, Right. So the minority voters are getting um, more and more and more. The white voters are getting less and less and less. The older voters, which uh, tend to be more white, are dying off quicker than the other ones because there's more of them. And the young voters uh, tend to be more minority-based because they're um, you know, they replacing base Not replacing. I can't say replacing, can I? That's wrong. Uh, they're getting more in numbers, basically. So in 2024, you're going to have the largest youth vote and the largest minority vote in American history. Now, will they all vote? I don't know and where are those voters going to be, that, t- that tends to matter as well. Because it's not all doom and gloom. It depends on where they are. If most of the minority voters are in places like LA and New York, it's not really going to make any difference at all, because you're still going to have to cover all of the red sections on the map, right? But if they move out and start going into other areas and start occupying other counties and start moving out into other states, then you might have a problem. But as long as they stay kind of in their little liberal strongholds, then nothing's really going to change that dramatically. So let's carry on. That's that's why I suspect you're having all of these appeals from the Democrats specifically talking about young people, right? Oh, the young people are going to change the world. The young people are going to be the ones who who win our win our freedom back, right? The young people, the young people, the young people. Bernie Sanders' whole campaign was about young people, young people, young people, even though he is not one. Joe Biden is constantly talking to the young people, the young people, the young people. It's because they know the numbers, they know the stats and they probably think it's their only hope. So let's carry on.
6: America's gone through tough times before. America? Slavery, Civil War, famine, yep. disease, the Great Depression and 9-11. And each time we came out stronger, usually because a new generation, young people like you- There we go. Learned from past mistakes, and figured out how to make things better.
1: The young people have figured out how to make
6: things better. You're going, you, the young people, you are going to change the world. Second, do what you think is right. Doing what feels good, what's convenient, what's easy, that's how little kids think. Unfortunately, a lot of so-called grown-ups, including some with fancy titles and important jobs, still think that way, which is why things are so screwed up. I hope that instead you decide to ground yourself in values that last. Ah,
1: like those progressive values of the last 50 years, because as you know, the values of your grandparents, the values of people who have come before you, they're just flash in the pan ideas. Take Christianity, for example. You know, it's, been, it's only been around for a couple of thousand years or so. Big deal. We know that the values that have been instilled in the youth from the 1970s, the 1980s, and the 1990s are going to live on forever. <laughs> we know that the progressive values that you hold as young voters heading into elections in 2020 and 2024, we know that you are going to rule the world. And your ideas, your values that we didn't, that we definitely didn't program we, with you, uh, you with, that you just kind of woke up with and had one day. That's going to be the way forward forevermore.
6: <laughs> like honesty, hard work, honest, responsibility.
1: Honest, honesty. <laughs> hard work, honesty, and responsibility. Okay. They kind of sound like old values to me. I'm not sure. I didn't know that these were the young, the values of the young children, the children of today. Hard work, honesty, gumption, rolling up your sleeves, getting a little bit of elbow grease. Not stop until the dang job is done. That's the young people of today,
6: okay. Fairness, generosity. Generosity. Respect for others. You won't get it right every time. Right. You'll make mistakes like we all do. But if you listen to the truth that's inside yourself, even when it's hard, even when it's inconvenient, people will notice, they'll gravitate towards you. And you'll be part of the solution instead of part of the problem. Oh,
1: yes. It's a very new slogan. It's the exact same thing that the, uh, the, f- the far-left flower children and the hippies of the 1960s would say, right? If you're not part of the solution, then you're part of the problem.
6: And finally, build a community. Build a community. No one does big things by themselves. No, nobody. Right now, when people are scared, it's easy to be cynical and say, let me just look out for myself yeah. or my family yeah. or people who look or think or pray like me <laughs> this
1: is this is very clever by the way the way that he presents this and you can see why it's so easy for the media who are very very shallow to put this guy up on a pedestal and say oh how wonderful how wonderful he is because everything is a backhanded comment uh, Comment to the inverse, right? You know, young people have values. You need to value your community. And don't be like those people who only look after the people who look like them. <laughs> well, yeah, I, I, know, I know who he's trying
6: to refer to. I know who he's trying to refer to there. But if we're going to get through these difficult times. Difficult times. If we're going to create a world where everybody has opportunity to find a job... And afford college, yeah. If we're going to save the environment and defeat future pandemics, then we're going to have to do it together. Together, so be alive to one another's struggles, stand up for one another's rights, leave behind all the old ways of thinking that divide us sexism, racial prejudice, status, greed, and set the world on a different path. When you need help. Michelle and I have made it the mission of our foundation to give young people like you the skills and support to lead in your own communities. Right and to connect you with other young leaders around the country and mm-hmm. around the globe. Yeah. But the truth is, you don't need us to tell you what to do. No. Because in so
1: many That's why I made this that's why I made this two and a half minute video telling you exactly what to do.
6: Anyways, you've already started to lead. There you go. So,
1: Barack Obama making an appeal to the young people, ladies and gentlemen. Got to get the young people on board. Got to get the young people on side. It's all about the young people, your values. You're going to change the world, guys. You're the best there is. You're the best there is and the best there ever was with all of your values, your hard work, rolling up your sleeves, the elbow grease. Winning TV with a diamond says, Desperate to save his one world government. Well, it's not working out like they planned. Young voters are turning out in lower numbers than Bernie Sanders expected. Oh, dear. Oh, dear. I wonder why Barack Obama is making these appeals. Bernie Sanders conceded yesterday that young people haven't turned out in the numbers he needs to win the Democratic nomination. It was a stark departure from his campaign's bullish bet just weeks earlier on the eve of the New Hampshire primary that it could, quote, expand turnout in a way that few other Democratic candidates can do. And the problem could have strategic implications for Sanders going forward. We know that it did, right? In the exit, polling from this year's contest shows a far more challenging picture for Sanders. Youth turnout compared to 2016 is either flat or down in a majority of states that have voted, meaning young voters, both from a smaller share of the overall Democratic primary vote, turned out in smaller net numbers. Sanders could end up seeing better data for him from the final results in Colorado and California, however.
7: Ah,
1: the lack of enthusiasm among younger voters was uh younger voters was especially pronounced with a turnout up 33% from 2016 among every other group across Super Tuesday. Get ready for the mass appeal to the younger voters ladies and gentlemen. Get ready for the rallies. Get ready for the protests when they're allowed outside again, of course. The young kids. It's all about the kids. Got to do it for the kids. Think about the kids. Think about the younger voters. The younger voters are the best because demographically, it's their best shot. How do you mobilize the younger voters? You do it with things like this. <laughs> One of our old favorites on the show, ladies and gentlemen, Salon. gate and lock her up, pointing the way toward
0: Heil Trump. Heil Trump.
1: Heil Trumpler. I think we need a backdrop for this particular story let me just bring up old trusty here You know... The article. You know someone's in a real panic when they start running in circles. And that's what Donald Trump has been doing for the last week. He started off last Sunday with an epic tweet storm. Operation Twitzkrieg, I think you'll find it was called. 126 of them in all. Coffee Talk with Cedra just cause. Thank you for the diamond. Holy shit! Chip TV dropping the guinea on us. Salute your man, bitches. <laughs> salute your man, bitches. What's a man, bitch? Oh, salute your man, comma, bitches. I got gotcha. you. I got gotcha. you. Oh, the third highest total for one day in his presidency, according to Fact Base which keeps track of Trump's statements. Obamagate, he tweeted, following that one with, because it was ObamaGate and Gate, and he and Sleepy Joe led the charge, the most the most corrupt administration in history. <sighs> uh, 24 hours, he's now famous exchange with Philip Rucker of the Washington Post in the Rose Garden when Rucker asked him, what crime exactly are you accusing President Obama of?
2: Holy shit!
1: Thank you for the Ninja Genie winning TV. That's no woman, it's a man, baby.
0: <laughs> oh, Barrackaged?
1: Trump replied, refusing to define the crime or provide any specific evidence. So Rocker, Rucker followed up, "What is the crime exactly, exactly that you're accusing him of?" Trump shot him what passed for an angry look. You know what the crime is, Trump answered. The crime is very obvious to everybody. What was Obamagate? Pundits asked each other with puzzled looks on their faces as the week wore on. They should have known that it would have something to do with Michael Flynn, Trump's former national security adviser who lasted all of 24 days in the job before being fired for lying to Vice President Mike Pence about his phone call with the Russian ambassador Sergei Kislyak in late December of 2016. Flynn was later charged with lying to the FBI, pled guilty twice and has been awaiting sentencing for more than two years. Trump's Department of Justice under the direction of large Lickspittel, Bill Barr. Keep, they use the term Lickspittel. I've got to give them points for that. Moved to drop the charges against Flynn last week, which generated a letter signed by 2000 former Justice blah, 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 blah. <clears throat> let's get to the, let's get to Heil Trumpler. I use the words fascist bellowing on purpose because that is what Trump supporters at public events and rallies loudly endorsing official lawlessness, ladies and gentlemen. Yes! Trump supporters at rallies are lawless fascist proud shots kicking in servintos of innocent former government employees. It's not a funny joke or clever verbiage. Trump and his followers have been routinely advocating the jailing of Trump's political opponents without an investigation, criminal charges, trial or conviction by a jury of their peers. This is the way of the fascist dictators uh, to dispose of their political opposition. Putin has jailed his opponents, has jailed opponents of his regime, he has also arrested wealthy businessmen whose enterprises he wanted to seize, and of course, he has ordered the murder of Russian citizens who he felt betrayed by. Trump circled himself back to calling for the jailing of his political enemies for unspecified crimes on Thursday morning in an interview with Maria Bartiromo on the Fox Business Network. Trump called the unmasking of Flynn, quote, The greatest political crime in the history of our country! He continued, If I were a Democrat instead of a Republican, I think everybody would be in jail a long time ago. It is a disgrace what's happened. This is the biggest political scam hoax in the history of our country. Another dictator who made use of extrajudicial imprisonment and political enemies was
0: Adolf Hitler. Yes! Literally Hitler, ladies and gentlemen. That...
1: The thing I love about this more than anything else is somewhere at these publications, somewhere in these offices, there is a person at a desk typing away furiously at their keyboard, thinking, how can I come up with a hot take? How can I come up with something that's going to change perception? How can I come up with the take that's going to win us the election? I know, I'll try the Hitler one again. This time, it's going to work. This time, everybody will consider Donald Trump to be a Hitlerian fascist dictator. See, the other people, the other thousands and thousands and thousands of journalists who have tried this very angle, this very take, this very argument, they were all doing it wrong. (laughs) I'm the guy that's got the secret sauce. I'm the guy that's got the secret key to unlock this wisdom. I'm the one... That's going to get it right. My Hitler comparison is going to win. Everybody else's Hitler comparison wasn't good enough. I'm special. That's the part that makes me smile. (laughs) Don't they say that the definition of insanity is trying the same thing over and over and over and over again and expecting a different result? Well, who cares about definitions in this day and age? Everything is fluid. Everything is up for redefinition. He didn't bother leading with locker-up chance at his rallies. Oh, pardon me, we're missing our backdrop. He didn't bother leading locker-up chance at his rallies. He just locked up his political opponents and racial and ethnic and religious enemies in concentration camps where they were executed or perished from disease and starvation. This is exactly like Ad- uh, Adolf. I nearly called him Adolf Trump. Let's call him Adolf Tra. This is exactly like Adolf Trump. <laughs> His followers rewarded him at political rallies by chanting Heil Hitler. It was the all purpose appro- approbation of Hitler's leadership of Nazi Germany, a mass public endorsement of everything he did, including locking up his political opponents. That's what lock her up has become for Trump. So do you see the ridiculousness of this? So they're comparing Adolf Hitler to Donald Trump. Okay, millions of people have done that already. It's nothing special. But they're they're saying that Adolf Hitler uh, put his political opponents in concentration camps, and then he was rewarded by people at rallies by having them chant Heil Hitler. This is the exact same as the crowd at a Donald Trump rally chanting lock her up. Except if we look at it objectively... The only people who have been locked up thus far have actually been people on the Trump side of the, lo- the aisle, if you, if you catch my drift. Only people who helped Donald Trump, only people who worked for Donald Trump, only people who campaigned for Trump have been arrested, charged, put to trial, and then put in prison. None of his opponents have actually had that yet, <laughs> if they ever will. I'm, I'm not necessarily sure that they will. But up until this point, it's only been Trump surrogates, it's only been Trump workers, it's only been Trump campaign people. But the crowd chanting, lock her up, is evidence that it is just like Adolf Hitler putting his opponents in concentration camps. You've got to respect these people. They don't give up easily. Trump's campaign people are already talking about holding rallies as Trump blackmails the state by pushing his open-up madness. It's madness! madness. <laughs> Trump's open-up madness. Uh, where, where, where? The "locker up chant doubles down on hatred for Hillary Clinton or for these days Nancy Pelosi and Joe Biden for those in love with Trump by loudly calling for his political opponents to be imprisoned without trial for unspecified crimes. If you don't believe me, listen to the chant next time he holds a rally. Trump's followers are both swearing allegiance and saluting him. Lock her up is. Lock her up. This is the best line. They saved the best line for the the last line of the article. Ladies and gentlemen, lock her up is Trump's Heil Hitler. (laughs) How about that?
0: When you go to a
1: Trump rally and you chant "lock her up," you are this. It is the exact same as chanting Heil Hitler" at Nuremberg in 1938. Congratulations, America. There you
0: have
1: it. This, like everything we refer to tonight, will be in the show notes, ladies and gentlemen. ObamaGate and lock her up, pointing the way toward Heil Trump. <laughs> Coffee talk with Sandra with the diamond says, "Lock her up." I think you mean Heil Hitler, don't you, don't you, Sandra? Wow, absolutely fantastic stuff from the good people of Salon. Okay, where shall we go from here? I'll tell you what. Since we're talking about fascism, since we're talking about dictators, since we're talking about perhaps um, extending the long arm of the law in an unfair and unjustified way, let's go to Hawaii, uh, New York, Hawaii. New York City man arrested in Hawaii after posting beach photos on Instagram. This was sent to me by Amber Lena, I think. <coughs> Hawaii, huh? What's going on in Hawaii? I, th- I thought we I thought we loved justice. I thought we love freedom. I thought Trump was the fascist. Who knew? Hawaii officials arrested a man from New York on Friday for violating the state's 14-day quarantine rule for tourists. Tariq Peters, 23, of the Bronx, posted photos on Instagram showing him outside his hotel room after he arrived in Oahu on Monday, according to a news release from the office of Hawaii's governor. According to the news release, Peters allegedly left his hotel room the same day he arrived and travelled many places using public transportation. (gasps) How dare you? How dare you? Authorities became aware of his social media posts from citizens who saw posts of him on the beach with a surfboard, sunbathing and walking around Waikiki at night. It's good to know that the good people of Hawaii have raised their snitch game, don't you think? Ben K. Veritas with a diamond. Heil Mr. Locker Up. There you go, Sandra. Authorities became aware... Oh, we've read that. This morning, agents were able to confirm with hotel personnel that had seen Peters leave his room and the premises on numerous occasions this week. He was arrested and booked on Friday, and his bail has been set at $4,000. Hawaii Attorney General Claire Connor said, We appreciate the assistance of local people who spot flagrant violations of our emergency rules on various social media sites and report them to the appropriate authorities. Yes! Remember, Donald Trump is Hitler and Trump supporters are fascists. Right? You know, because if you see somebody wandering around outside after they just got off a plane from New York to Hawaii and they take their surfboard and go for a little surf in the ocean or perhaps do a little bit of sunbathing on the beach or maybe they take a picture of themselves at the beach, which is what, you know, tourists tend to do in Hawaii. Maybe they go for a little stroll around Waikiki. Just remember, ladies and gentlemen, that the good citizens of Hawaii, probably the bluest of the deep blue states, Right in the, in the, right in the middle of the bluest of the deep blue oceans. Just remember that the good people of Hawaii are monitoring social media for the government so they can alert the appropriate authorities to whip around to this guy's hotel, scoop him up and throw him in prison where he belongs because he's obviously a criminal. They're doing the right thing. Just a little reminder, ladies and gentlemen. Obamagate and Locker Up pointing the way forward. Thank you for toward coming. Heil Trump. I'll see, you in hell. I'll see you in hell. So there you have it, ladies and gentlemen. The average citizen doing what they can. The brown shirts, as we like to call them, the Hawaiian shirts, the brown shirts have been replaced by the Hawaiian shirts now. Uh all for not wearing a mask. Apparently this happened in New York City, ladies and gentlemen. Are you in the mood for some policing? Are you in the mood for some justice? I think most of you are probably Donald Trump voters in the audience. If not, you're do- if you're not Donald Trump voters, then you're Donald Trump enablers. You know, you're the people that will let a fascist dictator, quote unquote, come to power. So we need to be just as careful as you. Um, I so I guess you like justice. I guess you like seeing some police work taking place here. Let's have a look at this. I I do enjoy myself a good bit of justice being dealt on the streets. Let's have a look, New York, ladies and gentlemen.
5: <laughs>
1: <laughs> WWF Trump with the Diamond says L double M O laughing my mask off.
5: <laughs> I said
0: don't touch me, you motherfucker! You bitch! You don't fucking touch me, you bitch, huh?
1: Yes, 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 yes. Come on, four cops wrestling this girl to the ground because she doesn't have her mask on her face. Oh I love don't you love this stuff? Remember, it's, it's the good governor of New York and the good people of New York who are standing against the fascism of Adolf Trump and the fascism of his supporters who are, when they chant things like lock her up, are actually harking back to a time when Adolf Hitler would put his political opponents in concentration camps, you remember. Remember, this is, this is key. This is key info. This is key information to help you go forward and grow and become a better human being. That's what the Trump supporters do. This here, what we see here on the screen here, uh, young one single female being wrestled to the ground by five New York City cops with guns for not having her mask on at a train station. Uh, This is protecting public health. It's two totally different things. Locking, chanting, lock her up at a rally—that's fascism. Five police wrestling a woman to the ground because she didn't have a mask on in a train station—that's protecting people. That's making people safe. Learn the difference so you can stop being a fascist. Get that bitch on the floor. Come on, kiss the
0: tiles, bitch. She got a kid with her. She got a kid with her. Lock the kid up too.
1: Got to lock him up young. If we don't lock that kid up now, the kid will probably grow up to become a fascist. So I think the best way to get the kids to learn about, you know, respecting the police, respecting the authorities, respecting the government is to have them uh, come into contact with the police at an early age, preferably a baton strike to the face, and they can be tackled to the ground, handcuffed and dragged away by their ankles. I think that's the best way. Kids will love the police after that. We will beat the love into them because we're not fascists here. Because we don't like doing fascisty things. That's the other guys. You know, the guys that chant lock her up? That's what they do. The brown shirts—they're the fascists. They're the Hitler Hitler Youth over there. Over here, we're protecting people. We keep people safe. It's all about the young people, you see. Young people values—they'll change the world. It's going to be so much better. Remember, you need to remember all of these things. Static void in the chat. Smack exactly. Donk on the head with a baton. Get on the floor.
5: floor.
1: Because rubbing somebody's face on a disgusting, putrid, filthy uh, tiles, tiled floor in a train station is obviously going to keep them so much safer. (laughs) (laughs) Officer O'Reilly, that woman over there isn't wearing a mask. Let's rub her face on the floor. (laughs) Let's rub her face on the floor where millions of people have walked with their filthy, disgusting shoes, walking in dog shit, walking in the gutters, walking in storm water drain. Let's rub her face on that ground. Let's get her to kiss those tiles. So we can keep her safe from germs. <laughs> they just exactly D life Dignus. They're just protecting her. I don't know why she's resisting the protection. Stop resisting your protection, ma'am. I mean... They should they should tase her, exactly.
5: You don't see, don't man, that's too much.
1: Right right next to the bin, too. Right next to the trash can.
5: That's too much, you man. You still need the mask on. All right, we're yes. cleaning it, it, it again.
2: <laughs> <stuff.
5: laughs>
1: oh, yeah. For not wearing your mask in a train station. This is good. Now you can see the difference. Now you see what I'm talking about, right? You know, some people, fascists chant things at rallies. Non-fascists, anti-fascists cheer on while cops wrestle women to the ground and handcuff them five at a time. Thank you for the diamond, WWF Trump. Lick it, lick it. Lick the
5: floor.
1: There's no need for that sort of language, young lady. That's what fascists do. Unbelievable. Potty mouth.
0: My word.
1: (laughs) New winning TV. New York City. Come on down.
0: You're the next contestant on. It'll never happen here. (laughs)
1: Oh, oh, <laughs> WWF Trump with the diamond says nothing to see here, folks. Just move along now, alright? There ain't nothing to see here. This young lady was breaching the rules that we made up a couple of months ago, alright? She she had this coming. She was asking for it. She was asking to be tackled to the ground by five New York City's finest police officers. She was asking for it. She deserves it. Oh. We're, just, we're just trying to keep us safe. We're trying to protect the community. <laughs> well, well, maybe if you weren't using so much detestable language, uh, maybe they would have wrestled you to the ground, put their knees into the small of your back and handcuffed you with a little more finesse. But alas, you had to go and be a potty mouth. She's, I like. I love that she's wearing the little beret too, the little red beret. She looks like somebody who could be writing poetry in a New York City Starbucks or a coffee shop, right? In one of those half cafe, half bookstore things. She probably goes to poetry reading. She's probably on her way home from a poetry reading.
0: This one's called The Fascist. By me, Sue Ellington third. The Fascist comes in many forms... He tackles his opponents to the floor. For I have seen the mask on your soul, President Trump. And when I hear Locker. Ring up, the bell and get your too cheese, much. man. Winning TV
1: with a gifted sub, thank you so much.
0: We love our government here in New York, a place of justice and freedom to walk. Non-attacked by the fascist regime. Oh, hear me, hear me.
1: Next thing you know, bang, tackled to the floor. Kiss that tile, you bitch.
0: Handcuffer. But this is not what it's supposed to be for me. It's the fascists over there, you see. (laughs) Yeah.
1: Yeah. Ring the bell. We love justice here on this show. (laughs) Thank you for the gifted sub, WWF Trump. There you go. All for wearing a mask? Yes. All for wearing a mask. Remember, the other guys are the fascists. Uh, What have we got here? Uh, No, I'm not going to do that one. How about this? Just before we go to a break, and then we'll come back. We've got lots more to get through. You're on the Daily Boogie, ladies and gentlemen. It's been a while since we checked in with John McAfee. He is still... He is still our, our preferred presidential candidate here on this show, but I did go a little bit soft on John over the last couple of weeks. Thank you for the diamond, Ben K. Veritas. I have gone a little bit soft on John, but when I was tagged in this clip and I saw the bottle of Jamison, which I've been drinking since I was a teenager, um, I saw the bottle of Jamison there on the, on the counter, the bottle of Jamo, and I thought, well, maybe John is trying to win this show back to his bosom. Maybe John wants us to come back into the fold, so we'll check it. The presidential candidate for twenty twenty, ladies and gentlemen, John McAfee, uh, mixology one oh one, or I think it's mixology one oh two. He's giving you the end of quarantine celebration drink. Now the suggestion was that this should become our new recommended drink here on this show. I'm a, unfortunately I can't do that. Tonight's Ring recommended the bell drink, and as always. Get your cheese, man. Thank you for the gift. Thank you for subbing, dickhead. I mean, Richard Cranium. Thank you so much. As you, as always, uh, the recommended drink on this show is cheap box Wine, the recommended snack, Bland Brand, No Name Crackers. This is the official wine and crackers broadcast here on DLive.TV. So let's see what John McAfee's got for us.
2: All right. All right. All right. Uh, good evening again, uh, ladies and gentlemen, Mixology 101. Today we're Mixology going to be making uh, the... Uh Papyra, Irish, smash. Now, that's a very simple... Okay.
1: We've seen John do a lot of crazy things. We saw his campaign launch was a video of him on a stripper pole with strippers uh, falling over drunk off the podium with his shirt off. That was how he launched his campaign. We saw his argument about gun control, which was essentially... Uh, teaching people gun safety was the way to get around the gun problem, and the recommendation he made was never dry fire a rifle. Dry firing a rifle was quote like trying to dry was like trying to quote fuck a dry asshole without lube, so you shouldn't do that. We've seen John, which is why we like him here on this show. So we've seen him push the envelope. He's the man of the hour for a world in need. This could be the most outrageous thing that I've ever heard him say. I don't I don't I don't know if I can support somebody who puts papaya in a cocktail with Jamison Irish whiskey. I'm not sure if I can go that far, John. I'm willing to support the cocaine, I'm willing to support the hookers, I'm willing to support the allegations of murdering people. It, it, all presidents murder people. Come on, let's be real. He's not special. I'm willing to support all of the other stuff. But when it comes to putting papaya in a cocktail, I don't know, man. I don't know if I can do that. You sent myself flaccid with the diamond. says, you've got enough Jamison, anything goes.
2: Simple thing to make, uh, even for the Irish, shop, which I am one. And while I'm making this drink, um, I'm not going to be explaining much, but I would love to talk about the end of fucking quarantine, which okay. is uh, it's happened to us uh, it's an extraordinary event, Um And if you have not experienced... It's quite a nice little
1: bar he's got there. Is that at his house, or is he occupying somebody else's
2: space to do this? Yeah, you will soon. It is coming to a, uh, a theatre near you.
1: Now, see, he hasn't he hasn't smashed the papaya. I hope he... If, it, if it's called a papaya smash, I suspect you're supposed to get a little muddler in there. If you don't know what a muddler is, it kind of looks like a little it's a little stick with a little flat bit on the bottom of it. So when you get your fruit and stuff in your cocktail, you smash it up. He
2: hasn't smashed anything yet. Now the oddest thing about the end of quarantine uh, is that, you know, fuck me, some are celebrating I'm like fuck yes, virtually uh, dancing in the street. But I mean, you can count those people uh, on the fingers of one hand uh, in most large cities. On the fingers of one hand in uh, most
0: large cities.
2: Uh, the majority of the people that are out are the um uh the bla-
1: no, no, see, see he's using a spoon. You're in a bar, sir. It's his house, Liz is saying. He's in a bar and he doesn't have a muddler. See, this is very disappointing from John. Like I said, this could be the deal breaker. This could be the deal breaker. He's not prepared for this. He's not ready for this. Eve,
2: the mother and father or something, leaving the kids at home, but coming out to make a show for the neighbours.
1: You can't use a spoon. You need a muddler. I'm sorry.
2: Yes, sir. Uh, we must be strong. Uh, we must face this danger. <laughs> ben K. Veritas, the
1: papaya smashed. You just drink around the papaya, you get smashed.
2: <laughs> <laughs> but unfortunately, the majority, and, and that's... Uh, more than what you can count on the fingers of one hand, but the majority, the majority of people, didn't fucking show up at all. They they That's just right. uh, didn't show up for the celebration, and or still, oddly enough, you will see this person yourself, and one of the oddest, of all uh, experience. This,
1: to be fair to him, we've said like this exact thing on this show, right? Over the last couple of weeks. First of all, the governments, for the most part here in, you know, here in Australia, New Zealand, the UK, the United States, they're going to be doing this pseudo lifting of the restrictions, which never should have been placed on us in the first place. They're going le- to slowly drip feed us a little bit of our freedom back. And we're supposed to celebrate. We're, su- we're supposed to say, thank you, sir. Thank you. Now I can go to the bar with five people where I couldn't go to the bar before. Thank you so much. I appreciate you so much. And they say, that's okay. That's okay. You don't have to thank us. We're just doing our job. Sickening stuff. But they're going to let out the rope a little bit. And then when they feel like it, when they decide that, you know, people are taking too much advantage of the new the new normal, they're taking too much advantage of the new freedoms that they've been given back that they've always had before, which now they have to beg for. They'll yank on the rope again. <laughs> Why with sense the, with the diamond says he'll smash his wife's papaya after this drink. <laughs> and anybody else's papaya in the room who has a papaya, I suspect. So they'll let out the rope for us to have a little bit of freedom and if too many people gather at the bars or the restaurants or in the street or in the beach, whoosh, they'll yank on that rope again.
0: Ah, Sorry, you couldn't be responsible.
1: We gave you a chance. You weren't standing on the square. You weren't standing on the X in the store. WWF Trump with the diamond says, thank you, may I have another burp? You can have as many as you want here on this show. So this is, I suspect this is going to be the routine for the next few months. Have a little bit of freedom, yank it back. Have a little bit of freedom, yank it back. But I'm not surprised that when the government came out and said, okay... Because he's talking about, well, there was very few people outside. Apparently, a lot of people didn't want to go outside. We've said this on this show for the last few weeks. The psychological damage that is being done to the populations of these countries is going to take a long, long, long time to even begin to return itself to some kind of normality pre-lockdown. Because you can't batter populations in free countries For months and months and months, with imagery of them like we just saw, women getting, uh, women, who cares, people getting tackled to the ground by cops for not wearing face masks, stories about people getting arrested, being dragged out of their homes like we did last week, right, in Canada. If you go out, you're going to kill everybody, everybody's going to die, blah, 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 blah. There's going to be a whole bunch of people in society who are. it's going to take them a long time to get over that stuff. And even when somebody comes out and says, okay, you can go back now, you can do normal things now, everybody's. some people will not change. They're still going to want to stand on the mark. They're still going to want to wear the mask. They're still going to try and avoid things, right? It's not like a light switch. It's not like a switch you can just flick on and off. And... You know, I think the way that people are going to be. the view that people will have of police departments and stuff when this is all said and done could be damaged for a long, long time. Desert Cat, thank you for the diamond, says. Up next, public guillotines. Yay!
2: (laughs) That I've had in my uh, 70 some uh, years of existence. And the Irish. (laughs) (laughs) Nah. Papaya.
1: Ah, come on, dude. He's, he's calling to his Irish ancestry. If you ever see an Irishman drinking a papaya smash cocktail, you know the world's about to fucking end as far as I'm concerned. But there he is, ladies and gentlemen, the great John McAfee with the cocktail to end the lockdown celebration. Uh, so much more to get through tonight, ladies and gentlemen. Thank you for joining us. You're on the Daily Boogie. I'm going to take a quick five-minute break. We'll be right back after these short messages. Thank you for joining us. Uh, We'll see you soon.
4: so, check it out.
1: Idiot Boogie Bumper. 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 He's really giving that one a workout. Come on. <laughs> Dlive.tv slash JJ Stoner. And we love JJ here on the show.
4: It's the JJ Stoner Spring Collection. The perfect attire for any and every occasion you can think of this season. Like we were in the mosh pit full of sweat and everyone's slapping, hitting, and pulling on you. This shit won't rip. Lunch at your favorite cafe? Brunch with the girls? These stylish ensembles will give you the confidence you need to look and feel your best. Or if you're getting arrested for possession, it comes with a built-in police stick-proof body armor. Keep swinging, pigs. Call now and your order will come with a complimentary ounce of that dankest bubblegum slur cane that the South has to offer. Don't forget the wall tapestry. If you need to cover your wall, it works.
0: I I hope your next hat is a bullet. Jesus Christ! What are you fucking Asian Dick Tracy? You. With you? Why do you, have, why do you have to ruin my evening. Like I was just gonna just listen, you know, listen to my bud do their show, and you you gotta, you just gotta do that. You, you just the hat. so you're not enjoying it. No. <laughs> Dude, Asian Dick Tracy. I secretly enjoy it. You look like you're going undercover in in Argentina. But it's now working. I hate you.
4: (laughs) I hate you. Oh, come on. You secretly love it.
1: (laughs) No, no. I openly hate it.
0: (laughs) And there you have it. Uh, So... Subscribe to the Sunday Night Shit Show at youtube.com slash Sunday Night Shit Show. And uh, hope to see you there on Sunday nights. Bye.
4: Feeling depressed? Need someone to tell you it's not okay? Do you like goth public access TV? Then join me for the big empty every Sunday at noon. Major underscore Tom on DLive with zeros for O's, because everything in your life is that difficult. Hey, Patriots, this is your favorite Southerner, Doc Martin. Just wanted to remind you to put on your calendars to join me and your favorite near to wheel Yankee, Bill D'Angelo, on Saturday nights, beginning with promises kept at 8 p.m. Eastern Time, followed by the speakeasy with all of your favorite Patriots. You never know what we might cuss and discuss. Yankee, you mean some irreverent fun. So be sure to join us on Twitch, Periscope, DLive, or YouTube.
6: That's right, Doc. Follow us at Winning TV on all of those channels.
4: So be sure to put it on your calendar. We'll be looking for you. We'll leave the porch light on. I still think it's irrelevant fun. But well, why are you
0: fumbling for coins when you have a heavy bag?
4: <laughs> There's a place to be Watched all the best cartoons Eating cereal until it was noon We would never thought that 30 years later It'd still be cool Saturday night And cheesy movies The ones that used to show us boobies It's our special little spot Tucked away on delight Enjoy the joy of Pessy Enjoy the joy of Pessy Enjoy the joy of Pessie. This Justin, The global officials that can help all, also known as gotchu, have now banned all boogieing and boogie-related movements worldwide. Public safety is the main concern, they say, and people are reminded that boogieing is contagious. Anyone caught boogieing will be dealt with in the harshest terms. Police have reported. Right. Sometimes this world can get you down.
0: There's just one thing you can do.
4: You gotta get back up and shake your all around. No one's gonna tell me how
0: I'm gonna boogie. Come on, everybody, boogie popper tonight. No one's gonna tell me how I'm gonna boogie. Come on, everybody, boogie popper tonight. No one's gonna tell me how to boogie
1: Come on everybody boogie bumper tonight
0: Coming back
1: Thanks for sticking around ladies and gentlemen Boys and girls Second half of the show You're on the Daily Boogie Podcast With Boogie Bumper Go for another hour or so Don't forget tonight, by the way, 10pm uh, Nightwave Radio with everybody's favourite lover of French women, Mersh. I'll be in the chat for that, so we'll see you there. Um, a couple of quick announcements, though. Why Censored, a special show tomorrow night at 9pm with friend of the program, Mr America, The Bearded Truth. I don't know what they're going to be talking about, but they're both pretty funny cats. So check it out Tuesday at 9pm. Follow Why Censored, uh, dlive.tv slash Y Censored. I'll be tuning into that one as well. And of course, don't forget to follow all of our friends, uh, Winning TV, uh, Joy of Pessy, JJ Stone, and ladies and gentlemen, Major Tom, who was live on Sunday at midday, the Sunday night shit show filled with grotesque random fun, which was very enjoyable last night, by the way. If you missed it, you can catch the replay, Sunday night shit show. Uh, Speaking of shit shows, we've got so much more to get through here on our little program. And if you'd like to leave a tip tonight, the best way to do it would be to head to DLive.TV. Thank you so much, everybody, for the tips, by the way, on DLive. Head to DLive.TV slash Boogie Bumper. Get some of those slippery little lemons and leave those soury little suckers in my fruit bowl. Or, oh, pardon me. The Killdozer. Of course, of course. uh, That's Mr. America Bearded Truth's favourite topic. He knows more about the Killdozer than he knows about the Constitution, and he knows a lot about the Constitution. So tune in for that tomorrow night, 9 p.m. on Kimmy's channel, Why Censored, for Mr. America, the bearded truth, celebrating the killdozer. And if you don't know what the killdozer is, I'm sure most people in this audience know who the killdozer is or what the killdozer is, but if you don't, you need to because it's a tremendous story. Happy Daily Boogie, Coffee Talk with Sandra. Thank you so much. Uh, as you know, I like to keep you up to date with what's happening down here in little old Australia. I see MobTech in the chat. He's a fellow Australian fascist hippie. is a fellow Australian. So there are a few of the Aussie bros here tonight. So this story, because I do try to explain this to people who aren't Australian, right? When we are the most overgoverned country, I think on planet Earth. Um, we're in, we're taxed. Like, up the arse, by the way. So taxation is through the roof, but we have more layers of overlapping government bureaucracy and stuff than I think just about anywhere else. And people say, oh, you know, fucking Aussies, blah, blah, blah. But I tend to think that this is because of how we were founded as a country. Because, you see, when you are a country that is literally founded by criminals, (laughs) well, criminals are going to criminal, right? Criminals are going to, all of these layers of government probably come from our history of being, well, there's either, you're either a convict or you're working for the government. Those are the only two options, right? There were free settlers and stuff later on, but they were there at the behest of the government. Like they were there as guests of the government. And a lot of them probably worked for the government in the early stages. So I think it's like a, a hangover from our history. How you reverse it, I'm not sure. But it's it's a weird little sort of idiosyncratic relationship. It's a weird little dichotomy because not we are we are the most overgoverned country on planet Earth, in my opinion. But at the same time, we're also more likely to give our finger to the government because we're a bunch of criminals and a bunch of deadbeats and a bunch of lowlifes. <laughs> so it's a, it's a weird little environment that exists here. So you've got a, a ton of government workers doing government things and then you've also got like a whole bunch of normal people going, yeah, yeah, and give a fuck, fuck them. You know what I mean? Because we're all descended from criminals essentially. So stories like this don't surprise Australians but I think it will surprise our friends. Oh, pardon me. I think it will surprise our friends in other places. So <laughs> we spoke about this last week. We set up this story last week. And then of course over the weekend, last night in fact, this story comes out. Remember the video that we broke down of the new normal? I even made a short little Twitter video out of it talking about what the new normal is. And we had the guy from the UK government talking about public transport in particular, right? And he said, Well, I'm 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 speaking with the public transport companies. Do you remember? Actually, you know what? Oh fuck it's only two minutes. I'll indulge. Let's bring it up, shall we? Don't worry, this is just a little, what we call, broadcast of masturbation here on the program. Intellectual masturbation from yours truly. I'm going to find the tweet that I put out. I'm going to show you exactly what we said last week. Just running down, running down, running down. I've got to, I've got to stop retweeting so many things. It makes it difficult to find stuff. Okay, here we go. So let's pull this up here. All righty. So this was from Friday Night Show, I think. No, it was Wednesday Night Show last week. Uh, Two minutes. What is the new normal? Breaking down a clip from uh, the UK. I think it's the BBC. So I'm looking at the train, working with the train companies, unions and the rest of all of the um, above. And there are a series of different things that we can do, including, for example, staggering work times, working with business and organizations to do that.
0: <laughs>
3: Just... is...
1: Ladies and gentlemen, the politicians of the Western world are reinventing your existence right before your eyes. We're going to stagger your work times. We're going to change what it means. We're going to, we're going to regulate your behavior down to the finest point possible and they they literally telling you if you don't do what we say we'll lock you up in your house again like i'm not even i'm not even being hyperbolic about this i can be hyperbolic from time to time but i'm not being hyperbolic about this they they're literally telling you what the new normal what the, the what the next phase of our journey on this fucking floating rock is going to be stand on the line if you want to get food wait in line if you want to go to the the, the bathroom Download Ring the, app.
4: the bell and get your cheese, man. Thank
1: you for the sub, Ambelina. Download the app if you want to go outside. Go only four, only five of you can go to a restaurant at one time. Follow this line into the office. Follow this line out of the supermarket. Don't stand here, stand there. Do what you fucking told. Don't go to the beach between these hours. Only sit on a blanket if there's three of you. Talk to people behind this perspex screen. Do all of these things, and if you don't do it, we'll fucking lock you up again. We'll throw you. We'll throw you back inside. So do what we say. This is the new reality. When they talk about the new normal, this is what they're talking about. We'll decide when you go to work. We'll decide when you catch the train. We'll decide how many people you can have dinner with. We'll decide where you can eat dinner. We'll decide where you stand at the supermarket. We'll decide which door you go in. We'll decide which door you come out of. We'll decide where you can stand waiting for a cab. We'll decide how many how many times you can fucking go into town on the weekend. We'll decide how far you can go on your fucking holidays, guys. And if you don't do what we say, we're going to lock you all up in your fucking houses again. So that was from Wednesday last week, okay? So, to steal a line from Paul Joseph Watson, imagine my shock when I came across this story last night. Let's have a look.
8: New South Wales government has introduced major changes to public transport oh, to keep good. people COVID-safe. COVID-safe as the lockdown is. In.
1: <laughs> look at it. look at the little 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 slogans that are coming up now. Do you know why she used the term "We're keeping people COVID-safe"? Because that is literally the name of the app that is developed by the Australian government to track people's movements to make sure that they're not mixing and mingling people who are not COVID safe. So now it's just becoming part of the lexicon, right? Now we're keeping people COVID safe, guys. (laughs) Just being repeated by our corporate press down here in Australia. That's right. The New South Wales government, my state government, the most populous state in the country, the beating heart of the Australian economy in many ways, uh, home of Sydney, the the jewel of the South Pacific, the most beautiful city on planet Earth, in our opinion, Sydney siders. We're very proud of Sydney. <laughs> the government down here. Yeah. Oh, yeah. New rules for public transport. Let's have a look.
8: Major changes to public transport to keep people COVID safe as the lockdown is eased. Chris Reason is in Sydney. Chris, there are now strict passenger limits on all forms of public transport.
3: <laughs> Indeed there are. Good morning to you, And yeah. As public transport uh, users get into the system in the coming days, they're going to see a lot more of these little <laughs> green stickers telling them where it is safe and not safe to sit down on on the system, whether it be buses...
0: <laughs> yeah. Yeah. it is that bad <laughs> just just imagine it just imagine the lunacy of this
1: you can have people standing at the train station <laughs> I mean if you if you had any doubt that we're being trained by fucking uh, we're being trained like monkeys like uh, I think it was Evil Ian who made the comment in the chat, uh, ring the bell and get your cheese, man. Like the the comment, uh, the, the alert that plays when somebody subs to the channel. Like I'll, I'll, I'll play it again. No, I won't play it again. <laughs> Hang on. I, I should be able to play it. <clears throat> you know the sound. Ring the bell and get your cheese, man. It's Dale from um, King of the Hill. That's This is the reason why I chose that sound. Is you know, that kind of esoteric uh, sense that we are being trained like animals effectively. That's the reference, that that's the context of the comment in that episode of King of the Hill. You know, because Hank is like following orders. He's doing what the government tells him. And the government says, well, you need to go to this department and fill out this form. And then if you fill out that form, then we'll let you do this. And he's like, well, ring the bell and get your cheese, man. I'll, I'll play it now.
4: Ring the bell and get your cheese, man.
1: It's that. It's exactly this context that I'm talking about. So thank you for mentioning it. Exactly. But just imagine hundreds of people, if not, you know, a thousand people standing on a train station waiting for the train to pull in. The train comes in. Doors open up. And then people start entering the cabin, uh, the carriage of the train. And, <laughs> and they look. And just imagine, like, because, you know, public transport kind of needs to be on time. It's kind of got to be like a swift affair to get people off and on the train. You can't be fucking around on the station for too long. Imagine the lines out the door of the train while people are meandering up and down the carriage looking for a green sticker to sit on. (laughs) This has to be one of the most ridiculous things that I've ever heard of. It gets better. Listen to this. This this is government, ladies and gentlemen. This is a solution. This is how they keep you safe from COVID-19, right?
3: Trains or fa- look, look at them. <laughs>
0: <laughs> sit here,
1: tick. Well, I'd like to sit down, but the sticker said I can't. I can't find a sticker to sit on.
3: As the lockdown here eases and business and New South Wales government
1: But I want to sit here. You'll sit where we tell you. You'll sit on the sticker. You sit where we tell you or we'll have to throw you to the ground and put you in cuffs. (laughs) Groundbreaking, says Cabaret, right? How about this tech? Green stickers on the seats. What could possibly go wrong? Is encouraging people to get back to Exactly. Monica in the chat. Exactly. It looks like kindergarten. They are treating you like kindergartners. They speak to you like children. They treat you like children.
3: Work. the question is how right now about 2.2 million people normally listen, would listen to this
1: shit S- sydney sydney is a city of over four million people right it's not a little fucking country town it is a major major hub it is a huge city
3: now about 2.2 million people normally would use the public public transport system on a day-to-day basis right now about 500,000 are doing that and the government says that is about safe capacity which Hang on a minute.
1: Now, I'm no genius when it comes to maths. But consider those two numbers. Usually, normally, 2.2 million people use the public transport system in Sydney. 2.2 million. Right now, because of quarantine and because people are sitting at home and people aren't travelling to work, right now, it's about 500,000. So the government wants to lift the restrictions because they need people to go back to work because they're going broke because it was a stupid fucking thing to do. So they want people to go back to work, but they don't want them riding public transport. (laughs) Do you remember all of the stories that we've seen like over the last month or so of, you know, environmentalist groups and whatever, celebrating the fact that all the cars are off the road? Oh, the earth is getting cleaner. Oh, we're addressing climate change, blah, blah, blah. What form of transport do these people constantly refer to as the the best way of, quote-unquote, tackling climate change? Is it riding horses? (laughs) Fascist tippy, I'm so confused. (laughs) Imagine how they're feeling. It's public transport, right? They want everybody to constantly ride the train, ride the bus, take public transport to work. Don't drive your car to work. Take public transport, because public transport is better for the environment. Okay. <laughs> All right. Can we take public transport? Well, only if there's a green sticker. Oh, look at
0: me. Thank you for the thank you for the yeah. donation, my it.
8: No message. Just wanted to play this song and hear this chick say boogie bumper.
1: Boogie bumper. Just wanted to play this song and hear this chick say boogie bumper. What is she sending us? What have we got here? We've had a great stretch.
2: We're already here. I hope you're already at home. Let's go for it.
1: An appropriate choice. Bit of tism from Kimmy, ladies and gentlemen.
0: So, who is your favorite (laughs) genius?
5: James
0: James Joyce. (laughs) Join the Wanker Club. Wanker for it, Wanker for it. Tabletop dancing and Yori Yabo Bob. What are yabo? Yabo Wanker. A
1: lot of wankers here. Thank you for the donation. Why sense it? So, so public transport, which is going to save the world from climate change, is now off, off limits. Can't take it. We only want 500,000 people. We want one quarter of the people that we used to have riding public transport, riding public transport now. So how is everybody else supposed to get get to work? Well, I'm glad you brought that up. But more importantly, we'll get to that. But more importantly, how are we going to stop people from riding the train? I know we'll put green stickers on the seats. What could possibly what could possibly go wrong, huh? We'll put little green stickers on the seats. That will solve the problem. I've said it before and I've said it again. Never, ever go to public servants and bureaucrats and tell them, hey, can you please write a whole bunch of rules and regulations for society? Because that's exactly what they're going to do. And this whole COVID safe era is is like a fucking wet dream for them. They've been waiting. We've been working for this our whole lives. I've been wanting to install my sticker program on public transport for 10 years. It's about time somebody started listening to me. (laughs) Unfucking believable Little green stickers are going to save us.
3: Wow. Raises the question, what's going to happen for those 1.5 million other people? Yeah. They now have to find alternate or different ways of getting to work. So
1: so 1.5 million people a day now have to find some other way to get to work. Well... Tell them what they've won, Bob. How can they get to work?
3: Starting earlier or later, uh, driving themselves in or cycling or indeed walking if they... It's
1: that easy.
4: It's that simple.
1: Why don't you just walk to work? (laughs) May May I make a little suggestion? I know that this is, you know. I consider myself to be a pretty reasonable, rational, logical kind of guy. I'm afraid I must ask the obvious question here. Don't you think that if somebody... (laughs) Don't you think that somebody catching the train, if they had the ability to walk to work, would perhaps already be doing so? I mean, who catches a train to work when they can walk to work, and you might say, "Well, people are lazy." It's like, yeah, 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 I get that, but don't you think it's more lazy to go to the train station, wait in line, get a ticket, get on the train, be on there for what one stop, <laughs> one stop on the train line, if that, half a stop maybe. What like what what is it like a two minute train ride to work, and then get off the train and then walk to the, walk to the office? Don't you think that takes more effort if you could do, if you could, if it was in walking distance? (laughs) WWF Trump, thank you so much for the time. It says, sit on the sticker, bitches. Just walk from Parramatta to the CBD. It's not that far. Foggy in the chat.
0: (laughs) These people are unhinged. This is lunacy. I'll just walk to work. But I need to catch the train.
1: (laughs) I'm sorry. I need to catch the train. I don't have a car. I'm sorry. We ran out of stickers. Have you considered walking? What, am I supposed to leave like three hours before work? (laughs) And get there like covered in sweat and shit? (laughs) I'm sorry. You're not presented for work. Why don't you go home and get yourself ready? Oh, fuck. And then walk three hours back home again to take a shower. Like, this is ridiculous. Why? Are oh, we going got to keep, keep people COVID safe. How are we going to do that? Well, I'm sorry, the green sticker on the seat says you're not allowed to sit here anymore. We're out of stickers. Sorry, sir, you're going to have to walk for 20 miles to get to the office.
3: They live within 15 minutes of the workplace. The government's doing what it can to help, it says. It's going Again, to-
1: if you live within 15 minutes of the workplace and you're catching the train, you're probably catching the train because catching the train is a lot quicker than fucking walking
3: have a series of pop-up parking stations across the city appear uh, and
1: pop-up parking stations in the city yeah yeah because finding a finding a parking spot in sydney a city of four over four million people has never been a problem <laughs> what the fuck is a pop-up parking station we're not selling kebabs <laughs> like what, what is it a fucking tent <laughs> we're just gonna put a tent in, in hyde park in the middle of sydney
0: all right everyone come on in Park in here. Let's go.
1: <laughs> Winning TV with a diamond says next install the airport speed escalators. Yeah, just zip around on the footpath, like Seinfeld. Why don't we have those airport? Why don't we have those airport travel travelators all over the city? We could be zipping all over the place. They never try anything.
3: <laughs> also, uh, putting in ten kilometers of extra cycleways as well.
1: Ah. <clears throat> People who aren't from Sydney won't know this reference, so I'm not going to spend too much time on it. The cycleways in Sydney were a long-running fucking joke for the people who live in Sydney. They were digging up lanes of roads and putting in cycleways for cyclists, right? And so many cyclists were being hit by people coming out of driveways and stuff, because you can't see a bike coming, right? They, they move pretty quickly. So you're looking for cars, you're looking for cars, okay, you're back out of the driveway, bang, you've run into a fucking cyclist. So they were ripping up lanes of the roads around Sydney because they're trying to promote people using the cycleways. Half of the time, the cyclists don't even use the cycleways anyway. They, they ride on the fucking road, regardless of the cycleway being right next to them. And it was a long-running battle and people were protesting it and businesses lost fucking money because they were ripping up the streets to put in the cycleways and people can no longer park where they used to be able to park and get a coffee and all of that stuff. It's a complete shit show. So now, thanks to coronavirus, now the, uh, the Lord Mayor of Sydney and the, government, the local government of Sydney have decided, hey, I've got an idea, let's put more cycleways in. <laughs> and when are these cycleways going to be built? What, two years from now? So we're going to wait two years for the cycleways in order to deal with the people who can no longer catch the train? It's just ridiculous. This is government, though. This is what happens when you give public servants carte blanche to do what they want. They will screw the pooch time after time after time.
3: But anyone that knows Sydney knows this is going to cause major problems and headaches. Let's <laughs> have a little bit more of the detail now from the uh, Transport Minister, Andrew Constance.
2: With a two-door bus in Sydney. Uh, the... Listen to this level of
1: autism. <clears throat> this is autism you vote for. <laughs> Again, if these people weren't running uh, the biggest city in Australia, I wouldn't. it wouldn't bother me. But listen to this level of pure, distilled autism from these people. Minister Andrew Constance. This is what public servants do.
2: With a two door bus in Sydney, uh, the safe capacity is around 12 commuters. Right.
1: But based on what? <laughs> Who says? Uh, Why is a two-door bus different from a one-door bus? You see what
2: I mean? Uh, With a Waratah train, uh, the safe capacity is 32 (laughs) commuters.
1: So this particular brand of train has a safe capacity of 32. This particular bus, which is a two-door bus, has a safe capacity of fucking 12. This is
2: ridiculous. Uh, On the freshwater ferry, uh, safe capacity is 245 (laughs) commuters.
1: They're just making it up. They are making it up. Uh, so we are, what's the safe, what's the safe capacity if one person on the bus has uh coronavirus then, right? I know you shouldn't be, um, you know, applying logic to these morons, but okay. Just say one person gets on the bus and they've got the flu. Um, they've got coronavirus. What's the safe capacity then? Zero? Oh, well, maybe we should have zero then. What if nobody's got it? What's the safe capacity then? 50 they're just, they're just making shit up. They're doing calculations on the backs of envelopes. They have no idea why they are doing what they're doing.
2: It's all theory. We are urging people to obviously uh, stick to the dot, uh, find it, uh, and be safe in terms of the network.
1: <laughs> stick, See? Stand on the dot, stand on the cross, stand in line, go in this door, come out that door, find the dot on the train, and stick to it. Sit where we tell you, stand where we tell you, or we're gonna to have to put you back in quarantine again.
3: Now they're adding that uh, for instance, when it comes to buses, if a 13th person does get on Listen that bus, this. that bus won't go anywhere. Police <laughs> Yes! Yes! <laughs> no,
1: this, is, this is gonna work out fine. This is gonna be fine. So remember, remember those numbers. million people use the train system. We only want 500,000 people to use the train system. So I guess we're going to have to catch the bus. Sorry, on the two-door bus, there's a restriction. We can only have 12 people. So if a 13th person tries to get on the bus, the bus driver has been instructed to not go. Huh? (laughs) So what happens? So just say... Just say a mother is like holding hands with their like 10-year-old son. The mother walks on is the 12th person. The son comes on. That's the 13th. Sorry, kid, you're going to have to wait at the station for the next bus. So then the mother says, well, I'm not going to leave my kid at the station. I'll have, to, I'll have to wait for the next bus too. Comes back off the bus. Then the next person comes up and says, well, there's a group of three or four of us. How many, how many are sitting riding together? Three of you. Sorry, we can only take one. So then we, what? We have to go down the line at the bus stop. Uh, Who here is traveling alone? Uh, The man man at the back, the, the man at the back with the hat on? Yes, you're traveling alone. Okay, you come on. All the while, the people sitting on the bus are like, are you fucking kidding me? This bus is already 20 minutes behind. We have to do this at every single stop. We have to do this at every single bus stop. So forget forget bus timetables. Forget train timetables. They're finished. There there is literally no point in reading it. Cuz at every single stop, the guy the guy the guy fucking driving the bus is going to have to count how many people are on the bus. And if 13 people are on the bus, he's going to have to kick one off, otherwise he's been instructed to not go anywhere. So there's now in peak hour traffic, in peak hour traffic, you're now going to have buses all over the city just parked at bus stops. These people are, are brilliantly fucking moronic. And what happens? And what happens if a 13th person, the new normal? Gary Vance, exactly. Follow Gary Vance on D by the way, our favorite boomer. The new normal. And what happens if a 13th person gets on the bus and refuses to get off the bus because they perhaps quite rightly say that this is fucking ridiculous?
3: Now, they're adding that, uh, for instance, when it comes to buses, if a 13th person does get on that bus, that bus won't go anywhere. Police will be helping enforce that. It's going be-
1: Police will help you. <laughs> Great. Great. Do you remember what we've been talking about on this program for the last couple of weeks, ladies and gentlemen? The fact that the institution of policing, right? The fact that the police departments around the Western world, by virtue of all of the footage and the clips and the video and the audio of them doing things like dragging people out of their homes or maybe dragging people off buses, ladies and gentlemen, because of all of this stuff, um, the the reputation of these institutions is going to be damaged for a long, long time to come, guess what? (laughs) If you're you're the 13th person to get on a bus, and I I forget, I think the buses have a capacity of somewhere around 150, 200, something like that. I think it's like, no, it's got to be less than that. It's got to be like 100. So you're the 13th person to get on the bus You refuse to get off the bus because you say, this is ridiculous. I've been waiting in line all fucking morning. I'm now two hours late for work because every single bus that drives past only has 12 people sitting in it and I can't get on. I finally made my way to the front of the line and you're telling me that I'm not allowed to ride the work. I'm not getting off this bus. I paid for my fucking Opal pass. I paid for my ticket. I paid for my Mikey. I paid for my bus pass from the government, right? They're not making the bus passes cheaper, by the way. You still got to pay full price for that shit. Funny that. So I've paid for my pass. I've been waiting here. I'm not getting the service that I paid for. I'm not getting off this bus. I don't care. Somebody else can get off. I'm not leaving. Guess what? The police will be called. (laughs) (laughs) Empty trains. People looking for the sticker at empty trains. People standing on train platforms. We're going to start digging up roads again so we can put in more cycleways and bus stops where people have to count every single bus stop how many people are already sitting on the bus. And if you don't comply with this new normal, guess what? The police will be called and they'll take you off the bus themselves. They will drag you off the bus. Isn't it fucking great? The new normal, ladies and gentlemen. What could possibly go wrong? (laughs) Well... That's happening all the way down here. And, you know, those crazy convicts with their crazy laws and their crazy over-governance, they do things like that because, you know what, they're crazy convicts. It is a penal colony, after all. You know, that'll never happen anywhere else, right?
0: It's time, once again, for the world's favourite game show with your host Boogie Bumper live from the D-Live Studios. Australia, come on down! Come on down, Australia. And the United States of America, come on down! You're the next contestant on It'll Never Happen Here.
1: Let's see what's happening with our brothers and sisters over there in the United States of America.
8: future of mass transit could end up changing permanently because of the pandemic MTA chair. and
1: Wow, that sounds eerily familiar. <laughs> the future of mass transit could change permanently because of what's happening with COVID-19 and the lockdown laws. Tell us more.
8: CEO Pat Foy says everything is on the table, including the possibility of reserving spots on trains or buses. And so- oh!
0: <laughs> That'll never
4: happen here.
1: Those crazy Australians with, what, are they putting stickers? What, are they having empty seats on trains and buses? What, are they putting restrictions on how many people can get on a bus? Pfft, <laughs> Well, I expect that from those dang Australians. You know why? Because they dumb. They give their guns away. We got the Second Amendment. We got our Constitution.
0: We got the Bill of Rights. We ain't going to put up with that shit. You dumb foreigners give your guns away. They do some shit like that. We be marching on Washington. I tell you what. (laughs) Ding. (laughs)
1: Ah. Well, we're just going to start doing the exact same thing. Okay.
8: Socially distancing on subway platforms. Lovely.
0: We've got cameras on uh, almost every station. Those cameras can be used together with analytics to determine the level of passengers on a platform, passengers on on, on a mezzanine, and we're going to be looking at that. (laughs) Huh? It's good news, isn't it?
1: Yes. Just going to let that sit in. Mm. That's right. Government employees will be watching cameras at train stations, watching cameras in buses, watching cameras in trains to make sure that you're sitting on the little green spot, that you're standing where you're supposed to be standing, that you're doing what you're told, that you're getting on the right door, that you're getting off the right door, that you're not sitting too close to one another on the bus or the train, that there are the appropriate amounts of empty seats on the trains, right? Government city employees will be enforcing this, and I suspect just like down here in Australia, uh, if you want to complain, they'll just call the police, and the police will just drag you out of the bus or drag you out of the change, uh, out of the train. <laughs> You sit where we tell you, you stand where we tell you, you do what we tell you. (laughs) Winning TV with a diamond says, bend over and take your cheese like a good citizen, man.
0: And we're going to be looking at ways of in the interest of the safety of our customers. It's
1: all about safety for the customers. We're protecting you. Like that video that we watched earlier in the show, the woman who wasn't wearing the face mask in the New York City train station in the subway. Getting dragged to the ground by five or six. I think I I lost count. It was just kind of a blur of navy blue and batons. Getting dragged to the ground, being forced to kiss the tiles on the filthy, disgusting floor of the New York City train station with a knee in the small of her back being handcuffed because she didn't wear a mask.
0: (laughs) Safety worldwide. Our employees... To control the number of uh, passengers.
1: Control. This video. Look at those big X's at the train station. Thank you. Thank you for the diamond. W.W. Trump says, wait, drive a bus. Fuck.
8: From the platform of the E&M trains on the Upper East Side shows a social distancing pilot program. Of-
1: That's where I think those X's are for the suicide people when they want to jump in front of the train. May come in handy.
8: Markers similar to the ones we've seen in grocery stores. <clears throat>
1: There you have it, ladies and gentlemen. The MTA chair talks future of social distancing on subways and buses. Um, I tell you what, that's all pretty depressing. So let's, let's finish on a high note, shall we? As you know, on this program, ladies and gentlemen, we support, we are big supporters. We want you to be the best possible you that you can be. Whatever that version of you may look like. And for those who are a little strange, for those who are a little different, you'll always be welcome here. You'll always have a place here. So I want to bring to you a little story, a story of inspiration, of hope. I want to show you what can be achieved if we all just work on making ourselves the best possible version of ourselves that we can be. Ladies and gentlemen, I want to bring you an inspirational story for these dark times. WWF Trump says, I drive a bus. Well, I'm afraid that you're going to have to enforce the new social distancing laws too, comrade. You're welcome. Just remember, you're keeping people safe. Real MAGA, it's like a nightmare. Never thought it could happen. It'll never happen here, right? It'll never happen here. So... Uh, Lady Fridza says, Boogie doesn't block anyone unless you are demonic. No, I don't even block the demons either. I let the demons run free. Which should be obvious in the next little clip we have here. So this is an inspirational story of what can be achieved if we all work on ourselves to be the best possible version of ourselves that we can be, ladies and gentlemen. To leave us on a high note, to leave us feeling good for the end of the show, the last little item we have here. Let me introduce you to... Desmond is amazing. This is fantastic. Uh, This is an inspirational story, I think. So let's hear uh, Desmond's inspirational story. Brave young person, brave young child, uh, doing things that nobody thought possible not that long ago. (laughs) Thank you for the diamond, WWF Trump just writes, Shit! Doing things that nobody thought possible uh, even a few years ago. But yet here we are, progressing towards a bright, a brighter future for everyone. A future of self-expression, of inspiration, like I said, and safety and love and harmony and all of the other associated type of um, verbiage. Let's have a look. My mom used
7: to watch RuPaul's Drag Race and I also used to watch it with her. Ah.
1: So then I would like use random. This is bullshit. Uh, Thank you for the diamond says Desmond is disturbing. How deep. What a bigoted thing to say. Are you not inspired by this journey of this story? So mum used to watch RuPaul's drag race and Desmond used to watch RuPaul's drag race as well. I had no idea. News to me.
7: My mom used to watch RuPaul's Drag Race, and I also used to watch it with her. So then I would like use random materials around the house, like bed sheets, like as wigs or as
1: like. You know, people have used bed sheets before in the past for fashion. (laughs)
7: Let's
1: let's just say for the people who have previously used bed sheets as fashion items, didn't necessarily work out too well for a whole bunch of people. (laughs) I think a little historical context you know perhaps m- should be
0: observed
7: dresses to make me look like I had like a long elegant gown very After elegant that, in 2013 my mom got me a frozen outfit of Elsa nice and she let me walk in the Halloween parade and that-
1: mum mum seems like a very loving very responsible um parent I think letting little Desmond cut up the bed sheets, cut up the items found around the house to make little dresses, little exquisite little costumes, uh, similar to what uh, the family saw on RuPaul's Drag Race, which is a fine, fine program, uh, especially for children. Uh, you know, the topics that the they money. touch. Here Holy shit! Here comes the money. money,
5: money, money.
1: Oh my goodness! Holy shit, ladies and gentlemen. That had to be an accident. (laughs) Woodchip TV has just dropped a ninjet. Oh my goodness. He says, "This this is really an awesome show. Please lemon up. I'm exhausted from laughing. I know nothing. Laughing my ass off. Wow. Thank you so much. That's incredibly generous of you. That has to be if that has to be a mistake. <laughs> if, if you hit the wrong button by mistake, let me know and I'll send it back to you. <laughs> I've never seen a fucking ninjet go off in any program that I've watched on DLive. So if it if it was an accident, but if 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 it wasn't an accident, then fuck, man. Thanks so much. It's amazing. It's punched the punch the life out of me, that. Thank you so much unbelievably generous of you everyone's like I've never seen one I've never seen one I've never seen one there you go we've never seen that alert go off I think I need a bigger alert for that (laughs) bingo stops tasting fuck man well thank you so much it's amazing
0: holy shit
1: On. WWF Trump with the ninja genie. Thank you for dropping the ninja genie on us. Laughing my mask off. Let's get that trending. Hashtag L W M O. Laughing my mask off. Woodchip saying it's real. You deserve. Well, thank you. I don't think I do, but thank you so much. It's incredible. Very humbling. Very generous of you. Ah, oh, God. Where were we? Oh, we were talking about what a great parent this is. Um. <laughs> <laughs> You think that would uh, have a bigger note? Yeah, I'm gonna have to change the alert for the DJ. I'll never get another one now. That's the problem. <laughs> I didn't even know I thought wait, what is some music playing here? What the hell is this? I've totally forgot what the alert was because I said it like months ago and forget it forgot about it. Um So we were talking about what a great parent uh Desmond is amazing's mother is, obviously. So growing up watching Rupaul's drag race, getting all of those good influences um, you know. <laughs> letting little Desmond go around the house, cut up you know, bed sheets, cut up household items, turning them into little dresses, little costumes. And then, of course, the, the crowning moment, the glorious moment in little Desmond's progression through life. Winning TV with a diamond says, time to seriously start boogie stan. <laughs> well, we're going to have to... We, we need an army, first of all. Very mucho donos. Boogie stand, Micronation. Skull! So then the crowning moment in little Desmond's progression towards this fantastic representation of modern modern life and modern society, which we celebrate, of course, here on this program, was being allowed to dress up as Elsa from Frozen and parade in front of the townsfolk, the adoring townsfolk. Parade in front of the town. Um, Mother could obviously then show all of the other mothers in town what a great mother she is leading by example showing what good mothers do for their children so let's carry on that was,
7: that was just it then i was hooked onto drag what i love about drag is that it yep. makes me feel confident and it is an art and you can just be creative
1: be- what i love about drag is it's an art and you can just be comf- you can be comfortable and you can be creative You know, some people have actually criticised drag. Some people have criticised drag for saying that, you know, and these are obviously very bigoted people who don't understand the art that takes place here. This is art. But those very bigoted people who don't understand the art form and don't understand self-celebration and self-identity and celebrating and good parenting, they don't understand any of those things. Some nasty people on the internet, ladies and gentlemen, in the past have said things like, Drag is like a pantomime version of womanhood. Like it's actually mocking women because you have, um, you know, people of the male persuasion they would identify as, I suspect, uh, doing like over-the-top stereotypical female outfits, over-the-top stereotypical female behavior, over-the-top stereotypical, uh, you know, female essence for the purpose of entertaining people. Uh, some people on, you know, the dark, bigoted corners of the internet... Again, I don't endorse this view. I, su- I support uh, a child's right to dress like Elsa. And I support good parenting. So I don't support this view. But some very nasty, bigoted people on the internet, ladies and gentlemen, in the past have said things like... Drag is a stereotypical pantomime representation of, you know, what it means to be a female. And it's akin to how perhaps other races were represented in a very pantomime way in years gone by by people who were not that race. So it can be a very difficult conversation for some people when they balance up, do we want drag children or are we against men mocking women? It's very it's very. See, there's got to be balance in all things, but of course we don't endorse those people. They're just bigots. They're just nasty bigots. Let's carry on with this inspiring story. Be used
7: to make statements, doesn't he look good? Statement or a controversial statement, or yep. even a positive statement.
1: There's... yeah, because because uh, dressing up in drag and making statements about politics is very controversial now. I don't know if you know this or not. My... <laughs> you know, because the main <clears throat> the mainstream of culture and society and entertainment is all about those fascist views. So if you want to be uh, a rebel, if you want to be counterculture, if you want to push back against you know the overwhelming majority of people in the entertainment industry, then you should support drag people in drag making political statements. As we all know, uh, the world is essentially the, the world of entertainment is essentially run by the the uber ultra conservatives who are very uptight. See, this is what a real rebel does to make controversial political statements.
7: Many statements that drag can make. Yeah. My family's first.
1: Now, some people have said in the past that stuff like that is child exploitation. Again, I couldn't disagree more strongly. That is clearly. This here is clearly just an artistic uh, self-exercise in self-expression. Something that every good parent would do for their children, provide for their children. Get them started on RuPaul's Drag Race very early. Get them dressing in drag very early. Put them in little fashion parades in drag very early. Promote drag. Surround them with drag culture. Encourage it. And then turn them into a celebrity for that reason as a child. This is how every, every, every great story should start, I think, anyway. Bigots would disagree. Nasty people would disagree with this.
7: My family's first reaction was they were like very okay with it, but um soon on they went to a therapist because they were, like, didn't know
1: what to do about the situation. So people in the family had to go start seeing a therapist because they didn't know what to do. Well, as you all know, people who see therapists are usually looking for answers. Now, might I offer a little bit of advice and say, well, you don't have to go for to a therapist for answers when you can go to RuPaul's Drag Race. If there's anything you want to learn about drag culture or raising children in that environment of drag, then you need look no further than RuPaul's Drag Race. You don't need therapy for that. That that to me sounds like conversion therapy. That sounds like an awful bigoted thing to do, I think.
7: So the therapist just said, don't encourage it, don't discourage it, just let it happen, it might be a phase, I don't think it's...
1: Good advice from the therapist, by the way. Good advice from the therapist. Just let it happen. professionals it's a professional opinion there that is what you're paying for that kind of professional opinion ladies and gentlemen thank you for the diamond moniker hello i'm a bookster and i'm nasty i'm nasty uh i don't know why the alert didn't go off i think the ninjet might have fucking broken everything here oh there it goes thank you for the diamond moniker <clears throat> just let it happen That's what 200 bucks an hour will get you. (laughs) Well, don't say it's good. Don't say it's bad. Just don't say anything. Just turn a blind eye. Just let it happen. Don't try to um, guide your children in any particular direction. Just let them be little free spirits. And that way the world will benefit. And I think, of course, anybody who disagrees is obviously um, some kind of hateful bigot. Obviously, that much is obvious. Let's
7: be honest. My favorite drag. Doesn't he look
1: good in that, huh?
7: Woo, woo!
1: Stylish. I love the sparkles. I love the stars. I like the feathers. It it looks like it almost looks like a um a more stylish, entertaining Indian headdress over it, doesn't it? If we can mix, um, you know the indian headdress with children in drag then all of a sudden we are building bridges across whole demographics aren't we if we can get the because this this will be upsetting to the the fascists and the bigots out there but you know children dressing in drag drag itself is not you know uh, a parody of women that's what the bigots say And wearing uh, headdresses and whatnot that resemble the cultural icons of minority groups, that's not appropriation, that's celebration. Of course, the bigots would disagree. The bigots don't agree with those kinds of obviously true statements. So, If we can mix the children in drag with the appropriation, I mean the celebration, of Indian headdress culture, then I'm all for it, and you should be too.
7: Heroes slash drag artist
1: looks fantastic. Are
7: divine because she's fierce. barbette because she-
1: that I believe is called the Sarah Jessica Parker.
7: She was she was a trapeze performer, and I love flying trapeze. My last favorite hero slash dra- favorite drag artist is RuPaul because
1: RuPaul is an icon.
7: He's the one who has made main, mainstream drag. Like if without RuPaul's drag race, drag wouldn't be as well known as it is today. Drag yeah. is totally. We
1: have RuPaul to thank. <laughs> we have RuPaul to thank for making drag mainstream. Everybody, round of applause for RuPaul. Thank you, RuPaul. <laughs> WWF Trump with the Diamond just says not you're not going to celebrate rupaul you don't you're not going to thank rupaul for this thank you rupaul thank you for making this mainstream thank you for inspiring children all over the world to explore the world of drag suitable
7: for everyone like a hundred year old man could do it or a hundred mm-hmm. year old woman could do it mm-hmm. it doesn't matter mm-hmm. on your race how do you identify
1: <laughs> ben gave veritas in the chat thanks ru you're too kind what
7: your gender is Drag is an art It's an you art.
1: just do you and be you. Just do you and be you. So there you have it, ladies and gentlemen. A wonderful, inspiring story to end our Monday night edition of the Daily Boogie podcast. Thank you to everyone who joined in. Thank you for sharing the show out. Uh, if you'd like to become a full-time supporter of the show, then please, by all means, head to patreon.com slash boogiebumper. Become a subscriber by hitting that subscribe button on your preferred podcast player. And of course, if you would like to tell me about your inspirational story of how you discovered the world, the art form, the self-expression that comes with being involved in a world of drag, then you can do so by following me on Twitter at Boogie Bumper. WWF Trump with the diamond says, hi, Ben. I'm gay. Hi, Ben Gay. <laughs> Thank you for choice. Thank you so much to everybody for your contributions tonight on D Live. by the way. Ah, oh, let me very very generous of you uh because you've been so generous let me pump up that chest let me get that going because absolutely amazing and a huge night we've never seen a ninjet go off before so thank you so much woodchip tv absolutely amazing of you sir very generous very humbled and uh i appreciate all of you for joining us here every single night that we're on (laughs) i'm not on every single night you get the idea okay whatever close enough uh, don't forget to follow our friends at Why Censored, ladies and gentlemen. UK Neil, Mister America, The Beard of Truth, Winning TV, Joy of Pessy, Major Tom, Sunday Night Shit Show, JJ Stoner, ladies and gentlemen. Don't forget tonight at night at 10 p.m. Nightwave with everybody's favorite lover of French women, Mersh. And then tomorrow morning, Day Wave, uh, JJ Stoner at midday, Revenge of the Sith at four, and then Yours Truly coming up once again at six, and then at nine o'clock tomorrow night, ladies and gentlemen. Don't forget Why Censored talking to Mister America, The Bearded of Truth. Uh, celebrating the story of the killdozer, the anniversary of the killdozer. So thank you so much. Uh, That's it until tomorrow night. So thank you everyone for joining us until tomorrow night at 6 p.m. Stay calm, stay rational. God bless. Thank you everyone for your tips once again, and we'll see you soon. Bye-bye.